Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Draft Live Show. Uh, as you can tell, I am not Hakun Wong, your normal host. I am Scott King, uh, and we are filling in tonight as we're waiting for Hakun to join us. And I'm joined by my co-host here, uh, Kaden King, also known as uh, FXC Junior. If you follow us on our Twitter account, say hey, Kaden. All right, so we're getting ready for the big night. We've been anticipating the draft. We've all been waiting for it. So uh, the Carolina Panthers are officially on the clock, and all the speculation is around which quarterback will they take. And we're anxiously waiting to see what happens here, and all the speculation, all the rumors, all the conversations are about to come to an end. So we're really excited to see what's going to happen. Um, so if you listen to the podcast normally, I, I do fill in from time to time, uh, as a guest or a co-host and we're just, um, waiting here to see what's going to happen. So we'll be following the draft along all night, following analysis, predicting some picks and hopefully we get some of them right. Uh, I myself am a Detroit Lions fan, so I'll be waiting to see what they do with these two picks and... Aiden here is a Falcons fan, so we'll be seeing what the Falcons do, and we'll be waiting to see what Hakun says with the Bears. They should have been, this was their pick that they've since given up on, so um, with their trade, they were able to collect several others, so we will wait here and see what's about to happen. So, Caden, what do you think is going to happen here at the top of the draft? I could see anybody, but I see Young just because his awards. Yeah, he definitely comes from some pedigree there in Alabama. Uh, no concerns about his his size? It just depends on the way you look at it because if you compare him to Russ, he's had a good career, but if you compare him to Kyler Murray, just, he hasn't had the best start. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Um, what about the other quarterbacks on the, on the board here? We've got C.J. Stroud, we've got um, Will Levis, we've got um, we, we've got Hennon Hooker at Tennessee, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. So lots of lots of action. I the last I saw the over under was four and a half for quarterbacks. I don't know if that's still the number. We'll have to find it here, but uh, we'll. Uh, We'll have to see where we end up. Hey, Scott. I could. All right. Technical difficulty. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually had tried to direct connect here, and for some reason it's not showing up. But uh, So I'm calling in. So my audio will be subpar. My apologies. I'll just speak really loud. I'm really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the standard radio show guest thing, right? You have to talk really loud and then say like 40 <laughs> Exactly. 
<laughs> and so, and so, how's it going there, Scott? I know you are already tipped us to, and started us off here on this uh, 2023 uh, NFL draft and uh, live kind of reaction and assessments that we're going to be doing on the fly, as we do every year, actually. And I know Caden's on the line as well, so that's exciting. So there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about today, and we're just right around the corner kicking off here. Any massive predictions for the first round? Did you think some major trade-ups or anything like that? You know, I don't know about any. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see, right? The quarterbacks obviously are going to drive the show. They always do. Um, and really it's going to come right off the bat, right? So Carolina traded up with your Bears. I'm sure you're happy about the package. And once yeah, they I am indeed. <laughs> once they grab Bryce Young, who I, I think is probably number one, it really comes down to what Houston wants to do. Do they take a quarterback? Do they go defense? Or do they let someone trade up? And then, you know, it just kind of goes on from there. Arizona doesn't need a quarterback. What do they do? The Colts do need a quarterback. Do they try to jump up? So I think we're going to see a lot of action here really quickly. Yeah. And I heard some uh, some rumblings about the Cardinals fielding trade offers for their spot as well. So this could be some really exciting stuff in the first five picks of the draft. Let me tell you this. How many quarterbacks do you think are going to be taken in the first five picks of the draft? Oof. Um, I'll go four. What do you think, Caden? Yeah, I, you know, I, it's funny because I kind of waffle a little bit. I, I if you as you saw, I have an over-under pick um, of uh, under – 4.5. So I think no more than four in the first round. Are you with me on that or not? No, I'll go over. Wow. Okay. So you're thinking it's going to be really big time here. You're, you're thinking it's going to be uh, five quarterbacks in the first round? Yep. And I think that the difference maker is going to be hit. I think someone's going to get anxious. Someone's going to miss the quarterback, and somebody's going to come up at, like, 29 and take and hook her. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, that's the big question mark for me because, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, Will Levis, I mean, quite frankly, as soon as you get past Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, there are some significant questions at quarterback. You know, Anthony Richardson has some issues with regard to accuracy. And he did. He performed well to combine, but certainly some issues subpar in terms of accuracy. And then you got Will Levis, a complete wild chart, and you also have, and as you said, Hendon Hooker, who might have been the number one overall pick had he not been injured late in last season. So I think of those three, one of them is going to slide. One of them is going to slide to the second round. That, that's what I think is going to happen. Am I right? Oh wow. Oh, looks like we got, looks like we got a pick coming out, or at least. Goodell announcing the start of the uh, of the draft here, but I, I do think um, someone will slip. I mean, think about this: we were sitting here last year wondering if Malik Willis was going to be taken number one. Like that was a serious right, or or number two, you know, yep. and he went to third. So, yeah, could somebody drop? Sure. Who who's it going to be? You know. You know, may, maybe Hooker. It depends on on how he checks out. But I tell you what, if he drops to the second round and Detroit gets him, I I won't I won't be upset. Yeah, I mean that that will be uh, 
Yeah, I think that there's a lot of folks that are thinking that if they get Hendon Hooker late, they'd be excited about it, particularly those people who have quarterbacks that can be a bridge quarterback over the next year or so. And uh, I think that's a great idea because, quite frankly, it, he is going to be as good a prospect as a quarterback as Bryce Young and as C.J. Stroud, but at a fraction of the draft capital. That's my thought on that. But, I, you know, but yeah. he may slip. You know, like you said, the entire Malik Willis thing. I mean, we were thinking, like, number one, at least top five, and he kept sliding and sliding and sliding. And, that, and that's in large part why the NFL, I believe, only invited 17 uh, players this year to attend the draft. I think that's right. I did see it was a pretty small list. Yeah, I think. Well, and they also a few years ago you know, made that chance where they were kind of drafting guys all over the – or inviting guys that were going to be picked all over both days. So no one ended up with that uh, Brady Quinn, Aaron Rodgers, like, green room story. Oh, I lost. It's like we may have lost Hakun right at the start of the draft. So we are waiting – waiting for these first picks. So, uh, oh, here comes uh, here comes Mahomes and the trophy. So they're giving some some sound uh, here to the crowd. Oh, here, here we go. Here's, here's Patrick Mahomes oh. coming on. And good times. Sorry about that. More technical difficulties. No. Managed to uh, ignore. I, I, I didn't like your answer, Scott, so I just jumped off for a little bit until you were done. Yes, and I came I'm back not. on. No problem. <laughs> Forget it. You know, what, what do you think about this uh, traveling draft, right? So for years it was in New York, and, and I'll be honest, you know, back yeah. in the day I looked at getting tickets and traveling and just, you know, never was able to get it together. But I mean, what do you think about taking this thing on the road, Kansas City? I um, love it. Nashville? Yeah, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Now, I did go to the draft in New York City, and I actually like because I'm here in New York City, so I'll put, I like the draft being here. But it was a process getting tickets. I mean, you had to wait in line for hours and hours and hours for a wristband and then come back the next morning uh, to get in back in line because the wristband got you back in line to wait for an actual ticket, and then you could be anywhere, and hopefully you'd be in there for the first round of the draft. But, hey, it was fantastic. It's always a great time. I think taking it on the road makes it a massive spectacle but also gets it out to fans around the country and engages them in what is, you know, in some ways underrated in terms of its impact and excitement with regard to how it impacts the, uh, the NFL season. So I think it's great. I mean, what do you think? I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I think it gives – I mean, look at this crowd here in Kansas City. I, I'm, I can't imagine what the numbers are. But it just gets it out to, the, to more cities, you know, rewards fan bases, to, to be able to go out and, and check it out. And, you know, the NFL, the NFL gives a lot of, a lot of uh, hate, I guess, or criticism, but they know how to do live events. They know how to make a splash. They know how to, you know, make something big and a big deal. I mean, think about this too. You can now get tickets to the combine. Like you can go yeah. watch guys. Run yeah, around absolutely. And, and so, yeah, this is a huge spectacle. It's in Detroit next year. Um, you know, maybe we'll we'll have to talk You're about going. going. Yeah, we'll have to see if they're you gotta uh, go. looking for <laughs> see if coming coming to Atlanta anytime soon. And you know, I think it's just it's just so so exciting um, to be talking about the NFL and and seeing what your team's doing. And this is the first time in a long time 
that, you know, the Lions, for me personally, aren't just a, a mess and just trying to get any player <laughs> they could. You, you know, we're, we're at a point now where they're actually, you know, filling gaps and building on a team, and, and they're the favorites to win the NFC North. And for me, the Lions fans, it's been a long time since it's been that way, maybe – Maybe a decade yep. since it's been remotely possible. Yeah, no, I and I have to say, you know, quite frankly, the trade of Matt Stafford, I'm excited for what Matt Stafford has to do, but it's also refilled your cupboards. You actually have a, an opportunity as a, as a Detroit Lions fan to watch a team ascend into absolute relevancy with regards to the Super Bowl conversation. And they were one of the most dynamic offenses at the end of last year. And now they have this, six, this number six overall pick that they got from L.A. And they can, this is a big deal. And, and I have to ask you, is Jared Goff the guy or the Lions? Are they looking for, and I'm not talking about a Hendon Hooker, you know, slipping to the second round type of thing. Are they looking to proactively go out and get another quarterback? Yeah, well, I think, you know, the first half of that conversation around Stafford trade, that's, that's what a trade should be like for a player of his magnitude, right? So, he gave everything he could to Detroit. He kind of maxed things out. Detroit moves into a contender. The, the Lions pick up some some future draft capital. And the Rams and Stafford got their Super Bowl, and the Lions are rebuilding. I mean, you can't what, – what else could you ask for, yep. right? And, and so I think that's great. Yep. So when the season started, I was all over Twitter talking about, um, you know, the Lions need to take – C.J. Stroud, they're going to be a top five pick, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then they finally got it around. And, you know, I'm good with Goff. I think he is, you know, he's he's more than serviceable in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think focus on filling some other gaps before they fight off on a rookie. And, you know, can he take the line to a Super Bowl? Sure. He took the Rams. Um can he win a Super Bowl? I don't think they have the roster to get there. I think um, my my goal for the Lions this year is make the playoffs, win the division, and then you know kind of go from yeah. there. Whether they win a game or not. Yeah, let's be let's be and let's be fair though. Did Jared Goff actually bring the Rams to the Super Bowl, or did the Rams defense bring Jared Goff to the Super Bowl? I mean, let's just. Let's be fair here. No, listen, uh, nothing to take away from him. He, he, he played his role. He played his role. They weren't able to come through at the end of the day. And that defense was playing lights out against, you know, you know against a, a formidable Patriots defense. So, you know, there's a lot to look at there in many ways. But, of course, I do not disagree that last year he looked like something different, that he was making his decisive, he showed good accuracy, and he showed like he had great chemistry with the folks that you had on the receiving core. Uh, and I think there's, a, there's some room here for them to be making some progress on defense and making the whole team because the offense seemed to be clicking. It was a defense that was letting you down last year. So uh, I am really interested to see what happens there, but I am very excited to see what's going to happen at the top of this draft, whether there'll be additional trades uh, and what the Carolina Panthers and Houston Texans will do. Because quite frankly, one of them is going to end up with Bryce Young. One of them is going to end up with C.J. Stroud, and we don't know which. Do you have, you have an estimate, guess here? Which one do you think is going to be going first? I, I'm Bryce Young. What do you think, Kaden? I think Bryce Young as well. But it, the Panthers might 
be making uh, something happen here. They're taking all their time now. So. Yeah, very interesting that they're letting the clock run. Yeah, usually they got it figured out. They, it doesn't they make sense. Birth. I can't imagine they're uh, they're the trade. That would be okay. Here we go. They're it's in. They're they're excited. So I guess we're gonna we'll see what happens here. I mean, and just so you know, we made the prediction. Uh, uh, Joanne and I made a prediction that C.J. Stroud would be the number one overall pick at plus 250 odds on the money line. Uh, Bryce Young was odds-on favorite at minus 350. So we'll see what happens here. But uh, I, I, can't, I can tell you, though, it's hard to make a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah, these are, these are good quarterbacks. They're, they're going to they're gonna make it in the league. Uh, but as soon as this pick is over, it's going to be anybody's guess. It is going to be chaos from, yeah. from here on out. Well, you don't. Now, the Texans are going to take whoever they don't get, right? I mean, it's clearly you know one Bryce Young, one C.J. Stroud, right? You don't think the Texans are going to trade back or anything, do you? I think the te- there's a lot of talk this week about um, the new coach, D'Amico Ryan, wanting a, a edge rusher, a defense first build on the defense, worry about the quarterback later. I, I think that's a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe they wait for next year and take the guy out of USC. Caleb Williams. Or something. You know, it, it, it was yep. – remember, I mean, it, it, I was going to say remember a few years ago, but it's probably 20 now with the the, the <laughs> Reggie Bush, the Vince Young, and yeah. uh, they took the D-end. That I blanked on. Yep. I mean that that was like no one could believe that that could, happened. Could they take Jalen Carter? <laughs> Jalen Carter. If they pick Jalen Carter, I will fall out of my chair. Yeah. Imagine this though. In that draft, this was all the way that was all the way back in 2006, where Vince Young was taken third by the Tennessee Titans. Reggie Bush was second second overall. You know, you just don't see that much uh-huh. anymore. You know, running backs being that high up. And Bijan Robinson, the only running back invited to attend the the draft this year, is that surprising to you? Uh, I, not in the way the league is going now. Um, you know what's the what what's the chances the Bears grab Robinson at nine with David Montgomery moving his way over to Detroit? Yeah, I'd be shocked if they. I mean. Listen, anything can happen, but I'd be shocked if they do that. I think they're being responsible. They're going to build his offensive line, I think. I think this is a Paris Johnson or uh, Peter Skaronsky draft pick at number nine, whichever one is available at that point. Because they've got, they got to protect Justin Fields for the long run. They are all in on him, and they got D.J. Moore in the trade of the Panthers. So there really isn't any reason for them to spend more capital there on offensive skill players. They need to protect what they got. Uh, that being said, Bijan Robinson is something special, and it'll be interesting to see where he ends up landing in the first round. Because I certainly, I certainly think he will go in the first round. Well, here's yeah, here we go. Oh, oh. Bryce Young, number oh. one. There we go, Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Bryce Young. First, there the it first is. Pick is. So, when's the last time oh. that an Alabama quarterback was selected that high? I'm trying to think about that. When was the last one an Alabama quarterback that's looked at that high? I mean, he, he, obviously, uh, I'm not going to say. Go ahead. 
I'm not going to say that the uh, that the Alabama quarterbacks are not great or that Bryce Young didn't deserve to be picked first overall, but they're not necessarily known for quarterbacks. Is this kind of my thing? You know, they have all the other right pieces, some of the best offensive lines uh, in college football, and obviously some of the best defenses in college football, some of the best weapons, and and definitely the best running backs in college football. Uh, I don't know if it translates how that translates when you go to the NFL level as a quarterback coming out of Alabama, but certainly very interesting pick here and not surprising as they were advertising Bryce Young on their Twitter account for months. What do you think here? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's the guy they wanted. They traded up. They feel strong about it. They've got the new coaching staff, Frank Reich. Um, you know, I, We'll see how it goes. I, I, I think he's talented. He is he is a little small, which, you know, is what it is. But he played at Alabama, the SEC, SEC's big-time football. You know, I don't I, – I don't, I don't know that it's a bad pick. And, and I don't know where else they go here. Yeah. No, no, it'll be really interesting to see what they do here. And, of course, I have my eyes on Alabama because uh, uh, the, uh, the starting quarterback – Tyler Buckner for the Notre Dame has transferred actually to Alabama this year, along with our offensive coordinator. Uh, so <laughs> I definitely have my oh. eyes on what's going to happen in Alabama this year. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so I, I'm going to answer my own question. I kind of pulled up the last time that, and we all know, of course, uh, that Tua was taken fifth in the 20 in 2020. Jalen Hurts 53rd in 20 in uh, 2020. And uh, Mac Jones, 15th in 2021. Obviously, uh, Jalen Hurts not uh, not taken out of Alabama, taken out of Oklahoma, but actually started at Alabama prior to going over there. So if you want to go back to being a top five, I guess Tua in 2020, and if you want to go any earlier than that, then you really have to dig back into the history banks until you get to somebody who was in that top. And that was Richard Todd, who was a sixth pick in 1976 by the New York Jets. So it's not that often, guys. And you certainly don't see a number one overall pick for a quarterback coming out of Alabama. You just don't see that at all. And I'm going back in the memory banks here, and it was Harry Gilmer, who was first overall by the Washington Redskins. And you want to venture a guess what year that was, Scott or Caden? 1947. Oh, man, that was so close. 1948. Kudos, my friend. (laughs) Really, really close. I was almost going to be like bowed down to the uh, to the walking football encyclopedia. <laughs> you got that one right, but you're you're so 1948 by the Washington Redskins. Uh, yep. So there you go. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. So now it's, I, I'm almost positive C.J. Stroud is going to go next, right? The pick is already in for Houston Texans. So what do you think here? I think it's. Um, I, I'm going to go Will Will Anderson. I think it's Tyree Wilson. Oh. Interesting. All right. It, uh, that's interesting. And what do you? Yeah, I just. What do you got, I, Scott? D'Amico Ryan's. I think it's. I, they have so many holes to fill. He's a defensive guy. You know, maybe it was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, and they are going to take a quarterback, but I, I'm going to go defense. I think we're we're in the defensive camp here in in Atlanta. <laughs> so you think, you think maybe Will Anderson has a shot at being picked here? 
Yeah, I'm going Will Anderson. Caden's going with uh, Wilson. So we're gonna we're gonna find out here real quick. Um, well, I'm gonna. Talk, know, I just have to go in with C.J. Stroud then, because I, I do think that they have to fill that hole first. I mean, I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't see a whole lot uh, there for Davis Mills as the starter in the long term, and it's a new regime there in the in Houston. Uh, I think they want to start fresh with a prospect that they can build around. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens here. And, of course, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock now, and you've got to be thinking about what they're thinking because they have been wheeling and dealing and addressing all sorts of uh, uh, a lot of offers to trade up in the draft. Uh, and they don't really need to be there at three. So what do you think? you think they're going to trade back? I'm sure they're thinking about it. I'm, I'm surprised the Texans went in so soon, right? They didn't write it out for a, a better trade. But I think the Cardinals for sure could trade back, collect a pile of picks, and just rebuild, you know, where they were. It's kind of a reload a little bit for them. It's not like they were uh, completely often, you know, untalented going into the last couple of years. It just kind of fell apart with coaching staff. Yep. That is definitely true, and it'll be interesting to see what they do here. But that's what I said, with a new regime in, in place. Uh, but I think that with the, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals, I really do think that they got to stick by Kyler Murray, and they, and they got a lot of holes to fill, but they would be better off trading back and getting more picks in the draft. Because they, they really need to turn that corner. We all thought, I'm also, I thought they were going to turn the corner this year. They did not do that. All right. C.J. Stroud, quarterback, you were right. There you go. C.J. Stroud going there, number two overall to the Texans. Makes sense in many ways to me because C.J. Stroud, a great player to build around and someone who the new regime can build around. I mean, this is a, this is a Texans team that has a lot of holes to fill, as we said, and this is something that they really could, they, they really could use because they need some excitement down there. They really have nothing to build around. Davis Mills, certainly not the answer there. Um, he has amazing accuracy uh, in, in college. He's definitely one of the top two graded quarterbacks here. So what do you think here about C.J. Stroud going to the Texans? Yeah, I think he's a great player. Like I said, you know, I was, I was talking about this for the Lions when I thought they'd be at the top of the draft. He's, he's been a really good quarterback at Ohio State, obviously. I've watched a lot of his play. You know, you've got Justin Fields there in Chicago, but these are two different quarterbacks. And C.J. Stroud is, is a very smooth thrower. He throws a really good ball. Um, you know, he can move around, but he's not a, he's not a runner like Fields. And, and I would expect people in the press are going to try to say that down in Houston that, you know, look for him to run a Justin Fields offense. That's not what's going to happen. He is going to chuck this ball. He's a good thrower of the football and, you know, they need to protect him. You know, hopefully Texas can get some offensive line going because they have a lot of holes. <laughs> Yes, I uh, definitely think – I definitely agree with that. They have a lot of holes here, but this is a great pick, which they can build around and certainly bring some excitement to that fan base, which has had nothing but <laughs> heartbreak over the last couple of years, including losing the first overall pick in the very last game of the season. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and they're showing all sorts of uh, great stats here for C.J. Stroud, but – Listen, he, is, he has been fantastic in college. He had a, a passer rating in 2022 of 
2021. He had a completion percentage of 66.3% in 2022 and 71.9% in 2021. I think he is fit to do well. And the accuracy reflects in his numbers only six interceptions per year to 41 touchdowns in 2022 and 44 in 2021. I think CJ Stroud, great, great pick for the Texans. Now the big question mark is what will the Cardinals do? And that is going to be a big question mark for us. Any, any thoughts on if they do draft someone, which way are they going? I'm assuming you guys are going to go defense again because you guys are all on that defense. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of things with the, the Titans draft train up for that and taking uh, Richardson. Uh, I, I think they would rather take Levis, though, because of Interesting. last year they took Malik Willis and he's been horrible, but <laughs> I could, I could see them going Will Anderson all the way to Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think this okay. might be the first trade draft. I, I I could see them bouncing out right. So you've got the uh, Colts need a quarterback really bad, and. Are they going to get nervous that somebody's going to trade ahead of them, you know, or or are they happy with either Levis or Richardson? You know, could could be the case, but mm-hmm. there might be a trade if somebody wants really wants the quarterback and really wants to get ahead of the Colts. This this might be the the trade spot. Well, I think the interesting aspect of this is so far our mock draft, which we did over Twitter over the last three weeks is 100% correct so far. Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers, C.J. Stroud to the Houston Texans, uh, and that was picked by Jordan Alexander at TSP Sports and Adam Aniva at the Burgundy and Gold Report. And at number three, we had Jordan Alexander picking again for the Cardinals. He picked Will Anderson, uh, the edge rusher from Alabama. It'll be interesting to see what happens here at number three. I think this is going to be – this is the first pick in which I think it's hard – to have a, a clear view on what the Cardinals want to do. I mean, they clearly want to build on defense, and there are a lot of different options here on defense that they could go with. Uh, but I think we're all in on, at least I'm in on Will Anderson, and I know you are, and I know that there's, I know Caden has some other thoughts here on where they might go. So certainly an interesting aspect of what happened here, because I think you're right. The Colts certainly would be looking for a quarterback, and they don't have to give up much to trade up from four to three in order to ensure they get their guy. Yeah, this clock is running really low, and they are not on the phone with anyone right now. So I don't That's really, right. I don't really know what this is about. Usually, they're on the phone with the pick. <laughs> There's a minute left. Uh, tells me they're making a deal. They may be making a deal here. Could they be bundling somebody? Uh, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins or Buda Baker in this pick and get a absolute mm-hmm. superstar. Wow, that would be something. <laughs> yeah, that would shake yeah. things up for sure. Hopkins wants out, so. Um... Oh, they just traded. Oh, it is traded. Did they trade back with the Texans? What? Did they the, really? What the is, is that? What happened? Going back, back. The Texans are the Colts. The Colts. What? The Colts are up. The Colts are up. Wait, is it the Texans or is it the, the Texans Col- traded back up and they're going back to back? Wow. Yes, Cardinals traded back to. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! The, the Texans trading the Texans up in the draft 
to go back-to-back second and third overall picks. I mean, they've got to be going defense here, right? They're going for Will Anderson. Did they get DeAndre Hopkins, though, for C.J. Stroud is the question. I, I, I don't know. It's a great oh, question. Wow. Let's, see, let's see what – I mean, I, any details out here on the trade yet? It's unclear. Uh, I don't know. Has it ever happened? Two, I don't, three? I don't think I remember seeing anybody do this. This is crazy. Um Wow. Oh, my gosh. Texans are going all in. They are going all in on this draft. They are going all in here. It's an exciting time to be a Houston Texans fan. Wow. This is a new regime for sure. Okay, so it's, it's defense then, clearly. Or is it, it Jackson Smith and Nodigba, and they traded for Buda Baker? Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, do I – I haven't seen any details yet, but uh, <laughs> that would be something. I think it depends on wow. do they go Najigba and trade it for All Baker right, so or do the, they the, get interested in trade it for are getting the 12th pick, the 33rd pick, and the first pick in 2024, and a third pick in 2024. The Texans get the third pick this year and 105 this year. So Cardinals Ooh. will get number 12, oh. number 33, First in 2024, third in 2024, Texans get a third pick and a 105 pick this year. They're giving up defense. a lot. They're giving up their draft for next year. <laughs> In order to get this pick. This is something else. I'm, I'm calling it defense. Will, Will Anderson. Anderson. There he is. There it is. Will Anderson. As we knew, Will Anderson would go number three according to our – mock draft. So at least we got the order right. Bryce Young, wow. C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson. Makes a lot of sense. Boy, those Texans have gone all in this year. All in. They've traded away the farm. They've traded away not only did they trade away their picks in the first and second round this year, they traded away their first and third round pick next year to essentially just get the third overall pick. So Will Anderson, boy, you better have an impact for those Houston Texans or you're going to be seller dwellers for quite some time to come. This is very interesting here, but it makes a lot of sense. New regime in Houston, and they need to build and grow some excitement in that fan base. Uh, what do you think about Will Anderson going number three overall? Yeah, it, this, is, um, this is really shocking that, that they made such a strong move. I mean, I think he's a player, right? So, I mean, I think they've got a guy that's going to make a difference as he gives his Goodell hug. Um, but this is such a load. I mean, if you look at if you look at the thirty third pick, I mean, especially this year with um, the Dolphins abandoning, you know, or, or getting their their pick taken from them, that's basically a first round pick, right? So you're getting almost the bottom end of the first round pick this year. They probably get you're giving up, and then you're giving up your first next year. Like, man, this guy better be yeah. Uh, he better be Lawrence Taylor for that. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Giving up your first and second this year, and you're right, essentially a first and a late first this year, and a first and a third next year to essentially get Will Anderson. Now, listen, he is very, very productive. He led the FBS in tackles for loss of 34.5 and sacks with a whopping 17.5 in 2021. He is the number one overall ranked edge rusher 
in the draft. And uh, I, I think he can make a difference. But, man, they are really going all in here. And it's going to be a really – it's going to be interesting <laughs> if this doesn't work out for them. Because this could be either the beginning of something great in Houston or the beginning of another massive drought. Because they have no way to build their way out of the draft next year. Uh, what do you think of the trade, yeah. though? Uh, Scott and Caden, what do you think of the trade? you think it was worth it? They basically gave up probably a top five pick for next year and two for this year. So Yeah, that's that's just, I don't know. That's a, I, To trade up for a non-quarterback too, right? So I, I was having a little Twitter discussion as I normally do with someone who was telling me how dumb I was. And I made the point, you know, <laughs> when was the last time a team traded into the top five for a non-quarterback? And I could find no record of it. And so I think this might be the first trade into the top five for a non-quarterback in quite a while, in the last 10 years, I should say, in the last 10 years. So there might be somebody before, but to trade up this high for an edge rusher, I don't know, but the Colts pick is in, and I assume they ran up there. It's Anthony Richardson, and we're going to be four for four in our mock. I say Will Levis. Yep. That, that seems to be their guy. So. Yep. I, mean, I think it's a big question mark. Both of them have their advantages, and some, both of them have their issues. You know, I, I think that. Anthony Richardson really balled out in the combine and kind of got ahead of Will Levis. Will Levis was kind of leading the way before that time. And, but Will Anderson obviously has huge amounts of issue. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Will Anderson. I'm just talking about Will Anderson because he popped up on my thing. Anthony Richardson uh, has all sorts of issues with regard to uh, accuracy. Uh, so, you know, that, you know, just because you have all the physical traits doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good in the NFL. Right. Did you, did, but just of course, to, to Will Anderson which, amazing, so certainly an impact maker. Yeah, for sure. I'm not sure what channel you're watching. They went to the Colts draft board on the NFL Network and their or their draft room, and they they had like a 20 foot tall wall full of names. I, I was it was quite interesting to see how their draft board, <laughs> you know, and. And all the all the attention goes to this first round and the top end of the first round. There's like 270 picks or something like that. There, you know, there's a lot of work these teams are going to do through the weekend, and you know, there's a there's a ton of kids that are going to get drafted. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt about it. And uh, and the I see the pick is in for the Colts. So oh yeah, and I see the Colts draft room. It is. Absolutely insane. <laughs> They've covered yeah, every great. part of that room with names. <laughs> I feel like a computer would be better, but you know, whatever. That's just me. I mean, I'm not old school enough. Yeah. That, that being said, getting back to – there it is. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say – uh, I was going to say just really briefly about uh, Will Anderson again. The fact is that he did have a down year in 2022 versus 2021, so that was in some parts a little bit of a risk by the Houston Texans. Now let's go ahead and focus now on the Indianapolis Colts. 
we are we are four for four. The 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 football garbage time mock draft is a must follow. We we That's are right. and Anthony Richardson now a Colt and and I and I this is our best start we've ever had in our mock draft. Absolutely nailing it all the way down here. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson, top four picks, and the top four picks of our mock draft. Well done. I'm going to send out a, a note here to um, Adam Aniba uh, of the Burgundy Gold Report and my old co-host from the show. He is actually two for two in the top four. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So what do you think here? Yeah, Anthony that's... Richardson. We already talked a little bit about him. What do you think about this pick for the Colts? Good fit? Bad fit? Well, they've got to have a quarterback. They they went the the uh, uh, retirement route with uh, Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan back to back. Totally imploded. Completely lost the, the locker room. You know, new coach, new team, new everything. Um, I'm not a fan. I don't think. I think you you mentioned it. You know, accuracy. He wasn't even accurate I, from what I saw in his pro day. So, you know, we'll see. I, I don't, you know, maybe he can play, maybe he can't, but I think he's as good as Justin Fields. And I've made my comments on Justin Fields known to you for a while. So we don't <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, and, and my concern obviously is that he is somebody who really can ball out and he did very, very well in the combine. And that really it made his stock, draft stock climb significantly. Caden, uh, what are your thoughts here on uh, Anthony Richardson to the Indianapolis Colts? He's basically like a tight end that can throw the ball well, and it's <laughs> just it's I, his accuracy just depends if he throws the ball so hard. He hit the ceiling in his pro day, which I didn't think anybody could do, and then. Uh-huh. I just I don't know how that Colts offense is going to be. Is it going to be a read option offense with Jordan Ta- uh, Jonathan Taylor, or is it going to be a, a pass heavy offense? But they the, earlier this week they dropped Michael Pittman Jr. So I don't know who their receivers are. Yeah, yeah I, I think honestly, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Jonathan Taylor. You going to talk about how he fits in here? Yeah, I think the Jonathan Taylor. Um... The Jonathan Taylor, you know, position is really interesting for him if they lean on it and, and let him run and, and maybe try to put in a a Philadelphia Eagles kind of Jalen Hurts with tons of these option runs and run options. You don't know who's having the ball. You know, maybe that gives them a, a best chance to succeed. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think he's going to have to run because – Quite frankly, this is my number one concern with Anthony Richardson, and they are talking about all the great things he has in terms of arm strength, in terms of mobility, and all those things, but he had a 53.8% completion percentage in 2022 and only a 59% completion percentage in 2021. Uh, And listen, the NFL starter average is about 61%, okay? So in college, if you're throwing 53.8% completion rate, that is not – Good. That's not good. But I think the the thing is that when you turn it around and you look at how much he runs, that's where all the value is because he can extend plays. He can 
find gaps. He can get those hard yards when you need him to. Uh, I mean, he was averaging around six yards per rush in the in college. So, you know, that's better than most of, uh, you know, starting running backs in the NFL. So I think that there is some benefit there. But, listen, I'm not super excited about the fact that he has such a low completion percentage. And last year he had only 17 passing touchdowns, 17 passing touchdowns in college to nine interceptions. Uh, in 2021, six touchdowns to five interceptions. The accuracy is going to be a problem. They're going to have to get him up to speed. I don't see him starting right away. And if they do, that is a huge mistake, I think, for the Colts. But I don't think he has the accuracy to make it work as a first-year player in the Indianapolis system. Yeah, I'm looking to see um, what is the what is the top end of the college quarterback completion percentage. I mean, that's got to be pushing 69, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. got to be <laughs> right. You know, and and so you count on that drop off in college, and yeah, it's uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, you hate to see, they hate to say somebody's not going to make it, but uh, you know, he's just when you look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and now you drop here, quite a drop off, I think. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, and if you look at the quarterbacks just across the, you know, all the other quarterbacks are in there. Hendon Hooker had a 69.6% completion percentage uh, in college. So, I mean, it's just like, it's like night and day, you know, night and day. And, 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 uh, and Tua, uh, uh, Tua's brother, Tualaya Tiger Viola, had a 67% uh, completion percentage. C.J. Stroud had a 66.3% completion percentage. Will Levis had a 65.4% completion percentage. It's just not, not going to cut it when you're down there at around 53.8%. I think that does say something about it. Can he be coached up? Sure. Does he have the physical attributes to be a dynamic player in that system? Sure. But is he a guy that you're going to want sitting back there in the pocket, passing the ball, controlling that offense in his first year out of uh, college? I think not. And that's a big risk at the number four overall pick for the Indianapolis Colts. But, hey, they struck out so many times with uh, veteran quarterbacks that it's about time to try something different. So I, I don't hate the pick. I think it makes a lot of sense for them. Uh, I don't know if they had many other options here. But I know that, Caden, you're thinking Will Levis. Do you think Will Levis would have been a better fit for the Colts than Anthony Richardson? I, I think that's just – that's where I thought they were going to go. It just depends on the way you look at it because they don't really have guys to throw the ball to. And Will Levis is a sit-in-the-pocket type of guy. But they have Jonathan Taylor who can run the ball with Anthony Richardson. So, because I believe they dropped yep. Michael Pittman Jr. This, this week. Interesting. That's, that's well, an interesting. Clearly, Anthony there. Richardson can't complete passes that much anyway. He doesn't need many. Wide receivers. <laughs> I think you, you load up, you get two, two running back backfields and, uh, and three tight ends. You might be good enough for him. Uh, they could be a, maybe they can do a, uh, maybe they can do a triple option, you know, or something like that. Yeah. They've got that tight end. That's like six, eight there too. So just throw it up, Perfect. throw it in his general vicinity and he'll grab it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I got this so completion chart up just uh-huh. and Bo Nix Bo Nix 
in Oregon was 72.1%. Like, you yeah. can't even do that in video games. No. <laughs> that's a, that's an impressive Madden completion percentage, not not even yeah. discussing what that's like on an actual football field. Yeah, so the Seahawks are in. We're thinking at offensive line here in Atlanta. I think we're we're gonna go with the. Uh, I don't think so. No, you don't think. Oh, okay, I, I'm gonna go with uh, Goronsky from North Northwestern, the tackle. Peter Skoronsky. Yes, I'm hoping he slides down to the Bears at number nine. That's who I want the Bears to take at number nine. But hey, I, I don't know. Aren't you? Maybe thinking about Tyree Wilson here. They're showing a lot of Will Levis, so we're well. I was thinking probably Tyree Wilson wow. will. Now that Will Anderson's gone, but let's look. They go. Well, here down. it is. Devin Witherspoon. Uh oh. Oh my the gosh! Lions. They go defense, but in a different the, direction. That was the consensus. Illinois. Would be going Tyree Wilson. So I wow okay I did not see that one coming. Neither did I. Neither did I. And of course I uh, love Devin Witherspoon not only because I went to Illinois as an undergrad, but I think he is a fantastic cover corner who can also play zone and uh, and it's a great move. But you know it's interesting because as we know the Seahawks have been trying their best to rebuild that defense because they were really really lacking last year. They have trust in their offense behind Geno Smith, who they've extended for three years, and they still have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I get it. I understand why they would go on defense here and build up. They want Legion of Boom Part 2, and he can do that. Devin Witherspoon can do that. He presses hard, he hits hard, and he's very quick to the ball. He has a nose for the ball on defense. So I understand why they want to make this pick. I didn't see it coming, guys. (laughs) I certainly didn't see it. I want to act like that I was predicting this all along. So what do you guys think about this pick, Devin Witherspoon, for the Seattle Seahawks? Yeah, I I think, you you know, they exceeded expectations last year with Geno Smith. I think everybody could agree, and and he cashed in. Good for him. They definitely have to rebuild this defense. Um, Yeah, I didn't see this one coming, and I think this really throws a wrench in the works. I hope – the Lions trade out. I hope somebody wants Will Levis and they they get the Lions out and and they collect picks. But I, I've been on the, the uh, Christian Gonzalez train for Detroit, so I'm okay for Detroit on the next one. But, you know, good for Seattle. They get a player. And, um, you know, that, that, that's our first miss. <laughs> it is our first miss. And, I, you know, it's interesting to me because Christian Gonzalez and uh, and uh, Devin Witherspoon, obviously there have been lots of discussions on whether which one is the corner that you want to get. You've been all on board with Christian Gonzalez over Devin Witherspoon. That's a little bit interesting. And I know that because that's what you picked in our mock draft as well. But was there something you saw in Christian Gonzalez that you think is going to be a better fit for the Lions than someone like Devin Witherspoon? Yeah, um, Dan Campbell wants his corners to support in the run game and not just, you know, for show. He wants them in there making tackles, putting their nose in. And Witherspoon was a little undersized. I think he was 5'10", five, 5'11", five, five, 11. 11. 70 pounds, mm-hmm. 84 pounds. Mm-hmm. And Gonzalez was over six foot, 
you know, pushing closer to 200. So 197, yeah, almost 200. Yep. Yeah, that was the difference for me was the the um, the scheme that Detroit runs and what Dan Campbell expects out of their corner. I mean, I think Witherspoon's awesome, but when I started to see those measurables and and how Campbell likes to use guys, that was the difference maker for me. Yeah, he uh, Devin Witherspoon, a beast, though, in coverage. He was targeted 63 times in 2022. He allowed only 22 catches with three picks, 14 pass breakups, uh, and that comes out to basically three, allowing 3.3 yards per target. He is a lockdown corner in man, and he can play zone. He has amazing closing speed. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he fits in there. He actually plays fast, which is exactly how I think the uh, Seahawks want to build their defense. So very interesting pick there. I did not predict it. None of us predicted it. That's okay because we're still 80%, right? I think we got four or five. That's not so bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, now your Lions are coming up, though. So it's, They traded with the cards. They're out. I knew it. Oh, there it is. And the trade, oh, my gosh. That's very, very interesting there. <laughs> yeah, so Detroit's out. Um, we'll have to see where the, the, uh, I Wow. I don't know what say that is probably not a crazy package, but after the Texans. Yeah. They, and I, with the Cardinals having like three superstars on the trade block, I don't even know. Yeah. Would you, a, would you be mad at a at a Buda Baker, DeAndre Hopkins deal? Well, the, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know. He's kind of well, he's on the back end. They don't have a he's on the back end, but now with Jamison Williams on suspension for using FanDuel. Um, the Lions need a wide receiver. Uh, I'm curious to see what the the haul is here. This is going to be interesting. I I figured they were yeah. going to get some calls. I, I'm I'm fine with this. I think this is good. Um, so the Cardinals. You know, uh, let's see. Here. Oh yeah. That, no 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 details yet. It doesn't look like the details are out yet. Uh, yeah. Waiting for those details so they, to pop because it'll be really interesting to see how it impacts them. Yeah, so the I mean the the Arizona got a bunch of draft capital in that Texans trade, so they did not take long. Um, oh, Lions got the twelfth and the thirty fourth. Okay, okay, I'm not I'm not mad. So they've got twelve, eighteen, thirty, thirty four, and oh, they got a couple of six round picks even or second round picks. So, uh, yeah, this is a good haul for Detroit. And it's current. It's, it's, uh, it's this season. You know, they're, they're going to be able to cash that in immediately. Yep. It makes a lot of sense, though. You were actually talking about the fact that the Lions should trade out and collect more draft picks there just a few minutes ago, actually. Uh, there aren't any real glaring needs there that can't be fixed later in the draft and with more draft capital. So uh, certainly interesting to see what the Cardinals want to do, though, by moving up into the sixth pick. Is it possible that they want to go up and get their guy? Maybe they want to get Christian Gonzalez here. Maybe they think they want to take a shot with Jalen Carter here. What do you think the Cardinals want to do here as the number six pick with the pick in? Do they they go Will Levis? 
No, not with Kyler. Uh, you know, I, I think, think they've got to convince it Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think it's um, – I'm going to go Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think Jalen Carter. So, right, while this so you is guys got – so, again, just to reiterate, the 12th and the 34th pick for the sixth pick. Yes, which now gives Detroit 12, 18, 34, 48, and 55. <laughs> so – and, and honestly, it, it, this wow. is pretty good because the Cardinals gave up the, you know, the 12 they got from the Texans and essentially the 33 they got from the Texans uh, and went to six. So basically they get a first and third next year and a sixth pick this year in exchange for the third pick. That is a pretty big haul. Good, wine, good, yeah. good wheeling and dealing by the Cardinals. Brad Holmes getting it done. There you go. Paris Johnson. Oh, Paris Johnson. Wow. Paris Johnson. Wow. So Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, and Will Levis are on the clock, and Christian Gonzalez on the clock, oh. with the Falcons and the Raiders having the next two picks. Wow. So wow. Paris Johnson there is uh, surprising. Yeah, didn't see that one. So the cards drop down, get the number one tackle on the board, pick up a couple of picks next year, and Detroit gets the five. That's that's quite interesting. Um, hey, you know, give give Kyler some protection. They got a new coaching staff. Um, yeah, you know, it's a good good move for Arizona. I think they they got who they wanted, and they got some. Capital, I mean, this so. is a fantastic – if you think about it, they get – they basically uh, got the guy they wanted. They got the top – one of the top offensive tackles in the draft, and they got a first and third round pick next year. I mean, that's pretty freaking good. <laughs> yeah. I, I think yeah, they, did a, they did a fantastic job there. That's a great move. Goodell's going to be – got to be sore by the end of this first round. He gets about tackled by all these guys that are huge. <laughs> Six, so six, Paris three, Johnson, six. obviously. Yep. Wow. A great, a great, great offensive tackle. One of the guys that I had my eyes on for the Bears. The other one being Peter Skaronsky. I'm still hoping that Skaronsky is around for him to be taken by the Bears at number nine. But Paris Johnson, obviously, a fantastic left tackle. He yielded only 14 pressures on 449 pass blocking snaps. Only 14 pressures. On 449 pass blocking snaps, this guy is a wall, six foot six and 310 pounds. There is no one that you could possibly feel safer behind than Paris Johnson. This, if this doesn't make Kyler Murray great, then Kyler Murray is going to have to go find another job. <laughs> you know, that's just it. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, and and he's going to park there for a decade, right? So if they go quarterback, yeah. if they go quarterback next year, um then great. They've already got their left tackle. They don't have to worry about it. Yes, that's right. So this is going to be really interesting. I mean, obviously the left tackle is, uh, is one of those things where you can't put enough, you can't put enough weight in the importance of having a top end left tackle. I mean, there's just no way you can, you can, you can put that into words. Uh, and this is going to be something that will, could be very meaningful for the Cardinals. Great wheeling and dealing by that Cardinals draft, Cardinals draft wheel. Um, 
But some surprising moves here. This is kind of veering off of our mock draft. But, of course, we didn't allow for trades in our mock draft on purpose because it's really hard to predict those things. Uh, but we had Paris Johnson uh, going uh, quite a bit later at number 11 to the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, now and that's uh, somebody that the Tennessee Titans could obviously use. But, hey, it is what it is. And we'll see what happens now as we get on to the number seven pick with the Raiders on the clock. So this is interesting because the Raiders can certainly use some defense. And, Caden, you picked for the Raiders in the, in the mock draft and picked Devin Witherspoon, who is now gone. So what do the Raiders do here, in your opinion? Do they pivot over and take Christian Gonzalez, who is still available as another corner, or do they go in another direction? That's what I'd most likely see happening. But they could possibly transition over to Tyree Wilson even. But that's why I'm yeah. hoping that Falcons get to draft is Tyree Wilson. But they had a lot of meetings. It seems like they were really interested in Levis, which I, I don't. I'm not super excited for that if they go that direction. But I think that the Raiders are either, are either getting Gonzalez or Tyree Wilson. Yeah, and you know, the thing is that with Jimmy Garoppolo there, uh, he is not the long-term a- answer for them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised here, and, and I agree with you that Will Levis is just as likely to go here to the Las Vegas Raiders as they go in with defense. So we'll see what they do here. It'll be very interesting to see because they got a lot of, they got a lot of spots to fill, and, uh, and I see that uh, everyone is kind of thinking that Christian Gonzalez may be the guy it goes to the Raiders as they do have some significant needs there in the secondary. Um, and perhaps they don't want to get a quarterback. They perhaps they want Jimmy G to give it a year without having to look over his shoulder at a rookie sitting there on the bench. So we'll see what happens here with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, interesting to see what happens. So what do you think here uh, with the Lions, now that they're back there uh, at 12, what do you think they're going to do with that 12th pick there, Scott, because it's a completely different scenario than you had anticipated in our mock draft? Yeah, so I, I, the priorities heading into the draft for me were uh, corner, tight end, linebacker. So this is a very, you know, we'll get into the tight end conversation here at some point, but this is a very strong tight end class. So they could grab tight end. There, you know, there's uh, Joey Porter Jr. at a corner is going to be floating around. Um, you know, so – I think that's where they – I still think they go corner, tight end, maybe even D-tackle, the, the guy out of, out of uh, pit I like. And, um, you know, so I, I think they're they're still in uh, in good shape to get what they want. The, the Raiders pick is in, so we'll find out what they do. And the Raiders arguably the, in need of help on defense. For sure, and that that's going to put you and Caden in the crosshairs for the next few picks with the Falcons and the Bears coming up as, right now. Actually, <laughs> Falcons are on the clock. So interesting to see what's going to happen here with the Raiders and whether they decide to go with defense, where they certainly could use some help, um, or if they decide to go with offense. I mean, maybe they decide to completely throw us off the scent and. Pick a wide receiver, you know. I mean, maybe you get somebody out there as Devontae Adams and give Jimmy G another big target because they did get rid of uh, Waller in the offseason. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go um, Tyree Wilson. 
That's my call. What do you got, Caden? I think they go Christian Gonzalez. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Caden on this one. I think the Raiders need help in their secondary. Christian Gonzalez is the best bet in terms of best available in the secondary. So uh, I think that's the direction they're going to go. Well, uh, Goodell's taking his time to get to the uh, the podium with uh, <laughs> time clicking away. They sure are. I, I, I just feel I, I feel like that this is going slower than usual. I know the clocks are the same, but I find, somehow feel like this is going slower than usual. Like we're almost an hour in from the start of the draft now, and we're only on the seventh overall pick. I mean, this is going to be like four in the morning by the time we get down to the first round at this rate. I feel like we're really dragging here. Yeah, I think here the we trades go. are kind of blowing down. Tyree yes, Wilson. Yes, indeed. There it is, Tyree Wilson. Caden, you're on the clock. Tick-tock. Yeah, this is, <laughs> you know, pass rush. You can never do wrong, you know, go wrong with a pass rush and put pressure on the quarterback, that helps out the uh, that helps out the DBs too, right? I mean, we saw that in Detroit. You put Aiden Hutchins in and the pressure they got on the quarterback, it, it kind of, once they got things sorted out, it kind of protected the back end of that defense. So um, you, you get some help here. That's a that's quite Yeah, a, so this is a, quite, this is a great I, – I did, and, I, and I did say, you know, obviously, I, I was in on them uh, building on that – Secondary, but Tyree Wilson, clearly a uh, very impressive player here. Certainly an automatic uh, upgrade for those Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, uh, so good, good job there. On, <laughs> I'm kind of prognosticating with regard to uh, Tyree Wilson, uh, the number two overall rated edge rusher in the draft. I mean, the guy's got, he's got size. He's 6'6", 271 pounds. He's, uh, he's fast, and he gets in there really, really quickly. Uh, he led the Big 12 in pressures with 50 last year, even after missing three games, and he has the highest pressure rate of any player in college football last year uh, at 20%. So he is definitely one guy that's hard to slow down. Seven sacks in 2022, seven sacks in 2021. And he just racked up uh, 20, almost 28 tackles for losses in the last two years. So definitely a serious player there that should shore up that defense for the Las Vegas Raiders. I think he so far he wins the uh, best dressed award too because that's who I don't have. No, that no doubt. <laughs> yeah, if we're judging clothes, he definitely looks great. <laughs> no two ways about it. Yeah. That is definitely a suit though that he's not wearing more than once. I'm just saying that right now. And, uh, and if, he goes that, if he goes out of goodwill, there's probably not a lot of people who are going to be able to buy that. <laughs> I don't think uh, no. we'd be able to fill that one out, Scott. Oh, my gosh. I, he's going to absolutely crush Goodell. I know Goodell's going to need an a ice bath after this. <laughs> right. They're going to have to give him uh, a couple Advils, I think, in between picks here. For sure. Well, you know, we've been saying, you know, maybe some players get tra- traded. Um, Caden's called out some of the, the cards players. 
Uh, Derrick Henry's on the board. You know, we, we've had some draft night trades the last couple of years. You know, do we see a Derrick Henry move? Do we see somebody else move as part of yeah. the package tonight? Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's, and, the you know, the Falcons, as you said, now on the clock, Caden, your team, the Falcons, and, you know, what do you think is going to happen here as the Falcons? I think they're going to probably take Jalen Carter or B. John or Gonzalez even. Interesting. Okay. It's There's so many options on the board here because I've seen B. John, Jalen Carter, Will Levis, all these guys up there. And I, I wouldn't be too happy with any of them really. I don't even I would I don't even know who I would want them to take here. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because at this point at eight in the draft, is it worth now taking a chance on Jalen Carter? Because quite frankly, if you look at on the field, he is a huge difference maker. Off the field, well <laughs> that's the question. What do you think here, Caden? Would you think that the Falcons will take a chance on Jalen Carter at eight? with all the off-the-field issues that he's had? I feel like they could, but I really hope they don't, just because I don't want a draft. Cause this happens probably almost every year now, where a team drafts a player and he has off-the-field issues and ends up bouncing around the teams before he retires. You know, another yeah, angle to this off-the-field issue is, is uh, Athens is only like an hour and a half away, right? So... It's not. Yeah. It, it is a story, and there's, it's it's terrible what happened. But you know, is he really going to be able to escape it if he's only an hour and a half away from where it happened versus going to like the Rams or something? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I mean, like, just on the field, though. I mean, Jalen Carter is one of those things, one of those players that um, you know are are can be a difference maker on the field if he stays in line and if he doesn't have those off the field issues. Uh, and there's been some talk about him, you know, discussing with folks where he wants to land. He's actually mentioned the Eagles a couple of times. And that would be really interesting because they are number 10. And, and it's very it's highly likely or highly potentially likely, I guess, that he makes it there. Cause I don't think the bears, although it's possible they might take a swing and go ahead and take Jalen Carter at nine, just for value purposes. I feel like if Peter Skaronsky is there, the Bears will get Peter Skaronsky to shore up their, their left tackle and protect Justin Fields, who they are now building around into the future. Um, but maybe the temptation is high, and they take Jalen Carter there. Uh, the Falcons, on the other hand, you know, I think it's possible to take Jalen Carter there too. So who knows? But if the Eagles, if they get to the Eagles, I would not be shocked if the Eagles take Jalen Carter because he has made it very clear that he wants to play there. I, I'm going to go Will Levis. What do you think, for the Jayden? for the uh, for the Falcons. Yeah. I I could Wow. I have no <laughs> idea where this could go. But I'm hoping it's not But that, that would be giving up on Desmond Ritter though, wouldn't it? I mean they they I mean they just got Desmond Ritter and they had they just traded for Taylor Heineke. I mean, it seems like they would stay stand pat with that combo for now. Don't you think? 
Maybe. I mean, is Desmond Ritter taking you anywhere? I don't. I mean, he, he's a fine, you know, number two maybe, but I don't, I don't think he's taking you very far. But we're about to find out. Oh, it looks like there's uh, some indication the Eagles have traded up to uh, up one spot with the Bears. They're now at number nine. Oh. We got some action. It looks like the uh, Falcons pick is coming in now, but the, the, it looks like the Eagles have now traded up to nine with the Bears. Uh, so moving at one spot. Here we go. And it looks like the Bears uh, have traded – for, oh, interesting. So basically, they moved back one spot for a fourth round pick in 2024. That's not much. They didn't do the Bears didn't really get much for that. A fourth round pick in 2024. Oh, here's the pick. Bijan Robinson. There you go, Kaden. Bijan Robinson. Wow. wow. All right. Well, the Falcons love to run the ball. That is for sure. So he is going to yeah, get touchdowns. Really. <laughs> he is. Look, look for. Uh, he needs to be on your fantasy board as a as a rookie running back for sure. He's going to get touches. What do you think, Kaden? Well, this is interesting though because they have they have Tyler Algier there, who they were giving more carries at the end of last year. They have Cordell Patterson still there. And now they have Bijan Robinson in that room. They were using a little bit of Caleb Huntley before that. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> I guess <laughs> they're gonna run. Uh, they're, you know, I mean, they're gonna wishbone. They're gonna have all five. You're gonna have all four of these guys in the backfield with Desmond Ritter, and he's not gonna throw the ball six times a game. I mean, at this point, yeah. you, might as, <laughs> you might as well put Cordell Patterson at quarterback. Yeah, and just, just run triple option every play with five running backs out there. It's like Madden when you put a wide <laughs> quarterback just to try to run the option. My yeah. my only thing right. is I like the pick, but I have I don't think anybody knows what he does. Or he's either the greatest athlete of all time because I've seen him being compared to Derrick Henry. Barry Sanders, all these guys. So he's either, oh. he's either a fast guy that can run you over and is the greatest running back of all time, or nobody knows what he does. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna find out. Well, the Falcons are committed to the run, so there is no doubt about that. Um, yeah, and B. John Robinson. Let's make no uh, let's, let's let's not dice words here. He was the one of the he's the best running back in the draft. One thousand five hundred eighty rushing yards last year. Eighteen rushing touchdowns. An average of six point yards per carry. Uh, this guy has been uh, absolutely fantastic uh, as a running back. And you know, I, I just don't you know. I mean, he's he's a, he's a guy who can do both both things. He can catch the ball too. Last year. 19 receptions for 314 yards and two receiving touchdowns. The year before that, 26 receptions for 295 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he is a machine when it comes to being on the ground. He is a machine when it comes to be working in the backfield. Bijan Robinson is a complete three-down back, which makes you wonder what the heck the, the Falcons are going to do with the rest of their running backs. So interesting to see how this all kind of plays out here. 
but certainly uh, a great running back uh, to add to your running back room, however you look at it. Yeah, for sure. So who are the Eagles so excited about that they needed to move up one spot? This has to be Jalen Carter. It's Jalen Carter. It's Jalen Carter. Yeah. They're moving up for Jalen Carter for sure. I mean, they're clearly moving up for Jalen Carter because they thought the Bears might take him for value, which is definitely something that they should do because the Bears probably were thinking about it. But honestly, it's totally – the Bears are looking at the offensive tackle. That's what I think is going on. So they didn't need Carter. But a fourth next year, that's – I mean, that's – It was only one spot, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they went, from, they went from 10 to 9 – so it's not like there's a lot of value there. I bet you what happened is the Eagles proactively called the Bears and said, well, you know what, we'll, just give, we'll give you a fourth-round pick next year. Just give us nine, all right? And they just wanted to make sure, because they, they knew the Bears weren't seriously considering picking Jalen Carter, but they wanted to be sure, and it's worth it for them to give up a little bit of draft capital next year in order to get their guy this year. Uh, I think that Jalen Carter, if he keeps those off-the-field issues in check, is going to be perfect for the Eagles. He already said he wants to play for the Eagles. The Eagles want him, and I'd be surprised if this isn't for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I don't see so interesting. Well, we'll uh, I mean, that, that puts the Bears yeah, in you know, the, the tackle they need, so no harm, no foul. Yeah, and the Bears should take a tackle. And, they're, and, and I think that the, I, I've said all along they, that Peter Skronsky is the best fit for the Bears uh, as far as offensive tackle this year, even above Paris Johnson, although I know a lot of people have discussed Paris Johnson being the better overall offensive tackle. I think Skronsky is the best fit for the Bears and has a little more versatility. He can also pull over the guard for the Bears. So I, I think this is a no-brainer. I think the Bears said, you know what, we're taking our tackle no matter what. We know the Eagles are not taking a tackle. So let's, we'll, we'll give them nine, and we'll take that fourth-round draft capital for next year. So at, at, we're at nine and then ten, right, with no no sign of a quarterback. And we've got Levis dropping, Hooker still out there. So your under is looking yeah. pretty strong. Where's the line? Levis at 12. So where, where does the Levis – fall end because if it doesn't happen with Tennessee he's going to what Washington is going to slide yeah yeah maybe Washington pick is in here with the Eagles I think we all think it's going to be Jalen Carter we'll see what happens And, of course, yes. this is uh, pretty interesting. Yep. I'm just, I'm just thinking ahead, right? Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, where, now where do they go? Because it's starting yeah. to drop. Yeah, it's, it's very it's starting to – you know, as I said, all those guys, I feel like one of them is going to slide. And Jalen Carter has been selected by the Eagles. Okay. Well, there you go. He's got. We all knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's surprised here. Um, you know, he's he's got some work to do to to prove it in the league. Hopefully, he gets it together. But he's he's got some work to do there for sure. Yeah, 
It's interesting, though, that, that, I mean, I think the Eagles were just being safe, and that's why they traded up by one spot. I, I don't think the Bears would have taken Jalen Carter. Um, that's not, you know, the off-field issues is not something that the Bears have been very tolerant of, uh, I, and I didn't think they would have. And, they don't, they, and of course, they obviously could use a incredible uh, talent like Jalen Carter, but they definitely had a need for offensive tackle above that. So, you know, in many ways, good move on the Eagles to be absolutely sure. I think that's the right move by the Eagles. They get the guy they wanted, and he wants to play there. So they maximize the opportunity for him to be a solid citizen and be a, you know, keep those off-field issues uh, from interfering with his on-field play. So I think this is probably the best place that Jalen Carter could have landed as far as uh, this draft. What do you think there? Yeah, well, I think, like I said, it's, it's the right fit. You know, it wasn't a big secret. And we'll just have to see. I mean, we've seen guys come into the league and flame out really quickly and not be able to handle it and not be able to deal with the pressure and the money and all those issues. So, you know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a guarantee that somebody coming into the league with off-the-field issues is going to just turn their life around when they're handed a, a big pile of cash. So we'll see. Like I said, right. good fit. Eagles have taken, you know, I mean, they took Michael Vick. They, they, they've got a, you know, kind of a, a track record of taking players uh, with, with some history. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that puts, uh, that puts the Bears right on the clock with their guy sitting right there. And he doesn't have to move far. Yeah. And this is actually <laughs> a, a really good pick for the Eagles as well. Because of course Javon Hargrave was lost in the uh, in the uh, in the off season, traded away to the Niners, and of course they lost uh, T.J. Edwards as well. So needing to restock there at the tackle position, Jalen Carter probably the best thing the Eagles could have done for that defense. They were the number one defense in the NFL, uh, and now they can become the number one defense again if Jalen Carter lives up to the hype. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll see. I mean, his tape looks good, but his pro day did not. And didn't he quit halfway through his pro day? Yeah, when you show up out of shape, overweight, and give up during your pro day, that's that's not a good sign. Not a great thing. <laughs> not a great thing. But you know what? I think you know when he put it out there, he wanted to play for the Eagles, and he and the Eagles put it out there that they want him. I think it was pretty much uh, he must have when he in his visit, he must have said something. They must have said something. Uh, about supporting him, and he must have said something about coming through for them. But they have big shoes to fill there, right? I mean, like I said, Javon Hargrave, probably the number one tackle in the league, going to the 49ers in the offseason, leaving a huge gaping hole. And, of course, them losing inside linebacker T.J. Edwards as well. That really, really stings. Uh, so this is something where they really needed to re- rebuild, and this is a, a good place to rebuild with Jalen Carter, so long as he keeps those off-field issues off and actually commits to being on the field. Because it's not only the top two guys they lost. It's not only Javon Hargrave and T.J. Edwards. They also lost their starting safety, Marcus Epps, inside linebacker, Kaiser White. I mean, they had lots of issues in terms of losing people on defense. So this a big gap for them so long as Jalen Carter commits to being that player that everyone thought he would be when he was thought of as the number one or two, three overall pick in the draft. Right. I mean, he could have been, he could have been 
the top end of the draft without these these issues coming out. So, um, yeah, well, we definitely will uh, will be able to tell what, what he does here on the field in a few months. We got the Bears pick coming up. Yeah, this is really we're 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 not going to make it out of the top about out of the top ten by. By ten o'clock, they're dragging it this year. <laughs> it is uh, it is going slow, my friend. It is going slow. So I'm and I'm going to hang on here for my Bears to make that pick number ten, and then I'm going to have to sign off and chime in via social media. Unfortunately, but uh, boy, we've been in for a treat this year. Significant movement in terms of trades in the top ten picks of the draft. Uh, I mean. Really? Did we? Did anybody? Expect, I mean, we all expected some movement, but did you expect this much movement in terms of traded draft picks in the first nine picks of the draft? No, and and the the move by the Texans is is going to be one of those that people talk about in future drafts for years to come. That they took two, and then flipped around and and moved back up to three and grabbed back to back. I mean, that's that's really quite a. Uh, Better draft pick as we see someone chugging a beer. Oh, that's Kelsey. <laughs> Jason Kelsey's on the background. He's there at the draft, chugging beers like in the in the background of of Rich Eisen. That's funny. Here we go. So it sounds like the Bears may have traded. Did they trade their pick back? The Bears have no, no. moved back. They, I, no, no, they don't. They have. They're taking Darnell Wright. They're taking Darnell Wright from Tennessee. I never heard this guy's name. <laughs> wow, they went down the draft board here. This is uh, that is what, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I think he was. The, so he was uh, I am I am surprised by that position. Wrong player. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, uh, he obviously was uh, – he's a four-year starter out of Tennessee, uh, was okay for the first three years, had an outstanding senior year, and obviously has some terrific tape playing up against Will Anderson of Alabama. So maybe one of those things is that, you know, he's been – he showed to be so, so good in his last season. But that is a little surprising to me that they passed on Peter Skaronsky in order to go Darnell right here. But I knew they'd go tackle. <laughs> I mean, at least they didn't, right. they, didn't, uh, they didn't screw that up. Taking a right tackle. You know, the Lions did this years ago. They took a right tackle early in the draft. And I can get behind a left tackle. I don't know. When a guy's playing right tackle in college, because you're usually putting your most, most athletic lineman at left tackle, you know, it, the line is it a little up bit? With the Titans. They, oh, the Titans already put their pick in. Oh, the oh yeah, the Titans are okay. I think that the um, Titans fell right into place with Levis. That's where they're going to go. Is this where Levis goes? I don't know. I that, mean, so, so you're right. I, I totally agree with you uh, there, Scott. Uh, going for a right tackle instead of going for a left tackle. I know some people had some doubts about Peter Skaronsky and his arm size, that he might not be able to play left tackle, that they might have to move him to guard permanently. Uh, you know, but the fact of the matter is he played left tackle in college. 
and he is a prospect that could exceed at left that could succeed at left tackle. Clearly, taking Darnell Wright is going for a right tackle. So uh, shocking to me in many ways. Although I do think it makes sense to take uh, offensive tackle, I was hoping it would be a left tackle, uh, not a right tackle. And I agree with you. It, it is some, one of those things where uh, is a little bit surprising. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing about taking a left tackle is you can usually kick him over to right and let him, you know, come up. Like, that's what Sewell's basically doing in Detroit. He came in as a left, and, and he's able he played both, really, with injuries. But if you come in at a college right tackle, you're not playing on the right on the left side. It's not going to happen. Maybe they can slip you a guard. Yeah. But it's a, a offensive lineman. It'll give field some protection. You know, we'll see where they go, but that puts that puts the Titans on the clock, and we're on Will Levis' watch, I guess. I mean, Tannehill's got a he's got a roster. Does he have a roster bonus coming up in June? I thought I I, I thought uh, I remember him having a roster. Like if he's cut, it, there's some dead cap, but it, it's it's not so bad if it's like before June first. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I mean, you know, Tannehill looked kind of done, so I'm not really sure uh, what his contract details are now. I mean, he had signed a four-year deal with $118 million back in 2020, so he's coming up on the end of that either way. I'm sure there is some sort of roster bonus floating around somewhere, um, but maybe they uh, maybe they keep it maybe they keep it up there and see what happens. Uh, it's interesting to see. Um, how they're going to do what they're going to do here. I mean, Millie Wilson looked that great in limited time on the field last season. So if the Titans cut Tannehill after June 1st, they free up 27 million in cap space in 23 is what, hmm. what I, think. okay. And okay, well, so, that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not nothing. Right, yeah, so... That's right, pre-June uh, 1, yeah, that's pretty good, pretty good on. Yeah, so, Look at that. you know, if they're... Oh, there's uh, the picks in. There's Braves. Um, if they take, I mean, if they go quarterback, then, you know, Tannehill's on the market for sure, because they're going to... Mm-hmm. They're going to want right. to save that. Absolutely. So pick well, in go, for the Levis. Tennessee Titans. I got Will Levis. See you, Kane. Same. We're going quarterback. So that would be interesting. I mean, I guess there's another question for you. The Detroit Lions at 12, would they think about going for quarterback? I I don't know that Will Levis is going to have a higher ceiling than Jared Goff <laughs> right now, you know. <laughs> well, still on the board, right? Yeah. Detroit could still get Gonzalez. My pick at 12. So I'd be pretty happy about that. 
Or they could go wide. Yeah, they could go wide receiver too. I think this is quarterback or. Um, I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with either Levis or the wide receiver out of Ohio State. And then Jigba. And, and Jigba. Or, yeah. What? Where do you? Oh, they better get going. Where you at, Hakun? Where do you think they're going? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I I think they actually – I would love it if they went wide receiver here only because of the fact that I think they can still build on what they have and they can't give up on Malik Willis at this point. I think going with Will Levis is giving up on Malik Willis one year to quit too soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they are going to go with Peter Karofsky, the offensive tackle who I wanted to go to the Bears. So uh, they are going to be all in, I guess, on their quarterback. going to take Levis. <laughs> the Packers. <laughs> so the Will Levis, the Will Levis slide ends of the Packers. I don't know about that, but well, you, you can talk about <laughs> that'd be something. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, I mean, you've been talking about this guy all night. You put him in front of Tannehill, give him a chance, lock it down. What can you do? Yeah, I, I obviously this makes a lot of sense to me. Peter Skaronski, uh, in my uh, in my mind, one of the best technical offensive tackles in the draft. He has versatility. He obviously plays really well in left tackle. Uh, he'll be good for Tannehill. He'll be good for Malik Willis. He'll be good for basically anybody who you want to put there behind the behind the ball behind center. And uh, you know, I, I am surprised because I thought that the Bears would get a chance to take him. But you know what? At the end of the day, he's going to fit in quite well there. There's some, in, there's some criticism because he only has 32 and a quarter inch arms. They believe that pushes him to playing guard at the NFL level rather than tactical, but he is explosive. He has great elite hand placement, very precise footwork. He is a guy that can really exceed uh, all expectations. Keep in mind that Rashawn Slater came out, from, uh, came out just before him from Northwestern, only had 33 inch arms, and he is absolutely dead on solid as a tackle in the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Garanti can't be that guy. He has the highest pass-blocking rating of all college football, uh, at, according to Pro Football Focus, at 93.0. He won the Remington Pace Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year Award, and that's something that Slater didn't even do. I think that Peter Skaronsky is a great pick here for the Titans if they intend to stick, stand pat with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis, and it sure looks like they're in for the long haul, those two guys at this point. Yeah, it looks like he's got some And your Lions there. are going to be up soon. Yeah, for Take sure. Take us in for the Lions, but I, it's exciting. Uh, I, that being said, guys, I, I am going to have to sign off. So I will, I will have to be there just in, in spirit for your Lions pick. I will connect with you guys on social media. Thanks so much for being on the show. I know it's going to continue on. We have at least another half hour of coverage left on this NFL draft. And so stay in there with Scott and Caden King as they talk about the next couple picks, including the Lions, which will be just seconds away. Thanks so much, guys. And everybody, I hope you enjoyed the NFL draft and enjoy the rest of the first round, which is obviously going to take us to about 4 a.m. in the morning at this rate. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining. We'll, we'll hold down the fort. All right. Ciao, guys. All right. So that was Hakun Wong, the, the normal host. Uh, make sure you follow him on FB uh, Garbage Time on Twitter and uh, for all of our draft recaps, we've been doing our mock. So, lines are lines are up. Give me your gift. Wow. Okay.
Okay, did not see that one coming. Okay, so they grabbed Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. Clearly the uh, the number two running back on the board. Um, interesting, after the Lions grabbed David Montgomery from the Bears during this offseason with DeAndre Swift. Swift has some injury problems, some fumbling issues. Um, I certainly did not see this one coming at all. I I, I wonder what that's going to do for the Swift contract now. Is he up to see what his roster bonus situation is? Is, is he on the chopping block? Because I don't think they're going to carry three of these guys on the, on the board. What do you think, Caden? Yeah, I think that they're going to have to cut one of them. And last year with Famous and Williams, they they didn't give Swift the ball that much, so I think he and they just they're not going to get rid of Montgomery. They just picked up. Yeah, and now uh, you know they also have this situation with their receiving receivers that that got tied up in this uh, gambling situation. A couple of players got cut, suspension, staff out. They need wide receiver help, so they're going to turn. Gets into a full-blown wide receiver? <laughs> I don't know. He, he better be able to catch the ball. But I thought Detroit was going to go corner and tight end. Um, they still could beat Gonzalez with their yeah. other pick, though. Yeah, Gonzalez is still on the board. So maybe everybody – maybe I had him overrated. And, I mean, he's still sitting here at 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Interesting. Well, we got the Packers on the board now. This is their first draft post-Aaron Rodgers. So the trade's done. He's gone. This is the Jordan Love, Love Show. Maybe I want the Will Levis show. With, yeah, with some young wide receivers. This is a new era for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I believe this is their first time with a different quarterback since they first drafted Favre. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how different the Packers team is this year. But I have lost by which they could do here. They could go receiver, running back, QB even. I could see I could definitely see them taking Will Levis here with no Aaron Rodgers and a pick is in. So let's see who they draft here. They have a lot of question marks around their team now, but I feel like they're in a rebuilding era with no Aaron Rodgers. After this, the Patriots are up. Patriots are also have big question marks from their pick. If they want to have Mac Jones stay for another year, but Packers couldn't go any way. I could, I could see them taking any number of positions. But Jameer Gibbs picked the Lions is a big shock. I, as the Lions now have three QBs on the roster, I mean, are running backs on the roster, I could see them going any position with those. Will Levis is still on the board. If he, is, he can fall like Malik Willis did. 
that that's going to be interesting to see. But they're really trying to lay these Packers picks. And then, interesting that the you've got the the Packers and the pick and the Packers and the Jets picking so close to each other after this uh, Aaron Rodgers trade is in, in the book. So we'll, we'll be interested to see where the Jets go when they get on the clock here in a little bit. New England will probably take some center from Middle Southeast Tennessee Tech or something that nobody's heard of. I think the Packers are going to go skill position. I think they're going to grab one of these tight ends to go for for love. I think they're going to take Kincaid out of Utah, the tight end, leaving more tight ends still on the board for Detroit. You know, they're going to come around here in a couple picks. Is in. Oh, you get the tight end. Where you got him, Caden? I think that they could go quarterback or uh... cornerback. Quarterback. Will Levis? Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, corner. We're gonna. We're about to find out. The pick is in. We are an hour forty-two in at pick thirteen. It's got a good the makings of a long night. But uh, we'll see. And then we've got two and three tomorrow with four through seven on Saturday. That's where we'll see a lot of specialists picked on the weekend. Punters of the our punter breakdown. All right, here we go. Packers pick. I'm going to go uh, Dalton Kincaid. He's got it. Uh, Will Levis. Will Levis. Oh, Van Ness. Edge rusher out of Iowa. I know uh, Pat McAfee show. It's, uh, I forget the guys. One of the co-hosts is, is an Iowa guy, a big Packers fan, so I'm sure he's, he's having a good time. Now, Van Ness is a good player. I think I picked him in our mock draft. I'll have to look where I grabbed him on our mock, but I, I – I think I drafted him somewhere along the way. Um, oh, you know what? I did. I took him for the Packers when they were at 15. No. So, right player, right team. <laughs> Iowa has no offense to talk about, which they attempt about three passes a game. But they have a quality defense. Um, they can crank these guys out. He's going to be able to play. Looks like he's a hockey player. So that's pretty terrifying uh, to think about. But uh, good pick, good player. Matches what we had on the uh, the mock. So always a good thing. That puts Belichick on the board. Are they moving on from that? Is Levis going to fall? Like... <laughs> You're on Levis every time until you get him. Is he going to fall as well as it, though? Um, yeah, so we'll just keep saying, we'll just keep saying, uh, Will Levis till he gets drafted, but Van Ness looks to be at home in Iowa. So 
we'll see how that goes. Good for the Packers. Go defense. <clears throat> they got a lot of work to do in the post Rogers era. It's all going to just come down to Jordan Love and that offense and what they can do. So, uh, good pick there for the Packers because it matches my uh, my mock draft here as we watch things go through. So, uh, 46 looks like he's had 46 pressures this past season, so he's good to go. Looks like we had a trade, the Steelers trade. With the Patriots, no surprise, Bill Belichick known for dropping back and collecting draft picks. But now that puts the Steelers on the clock. <laughs> Let's take a look at where we where we think the Steelers are going to go. Interesting. Um, during the Kenny Pickett era. with some, some young wide, wide receivers. Um, where do the Steelers go? They go defense. You know, you've got Gonzalez out there. Is that who they're training up to grab? Could be. Um, we're going to say, we're going to see here. We're, we're going to take a quick pause and, uh, be back here in just a second as we try to figure out what's going on with this uh, this trade. second there to kind of sort through what was going on with this trade but yeah the New England kind of on brand dropping out dropping back so I think this is a defensive play we've got a lot of edge rushers um, we've got some corners floating around out there so I'm going to go defense and we're gonna call it. Um, we're gonna call it Christian Gonzalez. At some point, he's gonna get picked. I think we have quite a party going on here at the draft. Some sort of they end up on stage, so they really make this quite an event. But uh, first round coming to a close, or I shouldn't say coming to a close, but. <laughs> Hour two is coming to a close. We're still waiting to see how these go. And, you know, got a little bit of a run of defense. Is that where we go here? But the pick is in. Pittsburgh Steelers select. Roderick Jones, tackle from Georgia. We've got another big man coming off the board. Uh, Give some protection for Pickett. 
Looks like you had every team he had had from every team at the house ready to go. So he had it under control. He got out of Georgia, um, you know, 6'5", 3'11", very good. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett definitely needed some, some pass protection. It's been an issue in, in Pittsburgh for several years. He had a big bed career. He was just getting demolished out there. So coming off of the Georgia Georgia Bulldogs, um, left tackle, you know, the option to kick him over to right like we were talking about earlier. So we'll definitely see how he goes. We only have a few minutes left on our draft coverage as we'll be wrapping up here at 10 Eastern. Looks like we'll probably get the Jets pick in, and that might be it. We may be calling it a night on the 2023 draft in the with the top 14 picks in. Curious to see where the Jets go with uh, Aaron Rodgers now. They've got some young talent on the offensive side of the ball. Need to make sure they can stop some teams. Uh, it's going to be an interesting interesting pick here coming up. Georgia Bulldogs, national champs, back-to-back national champs. And uh, getting some, some work up front. This will be interesting in the uh, in the post Aaron Rodgers era here. Just just looking at the uh, the roster, you know the Jets have got Wilson at uh, wide receiver. They got Brees Hall who got injured last year. You know that's some really strong talent. Dad around Rodgers. You know I'm I'm guessing they're going to go defense here, but. You know, they could go in a couple of different directions. There are some tight ends out there floating around that could uh, could help them out. But they are still counting down. So it's quite possible that uh, they're waiting to get some trade offers. Looked like they had stripped their draft board. That was kind of an interesting shot. Maybe they were uh, a little concerned about uh, what people were going to do. So uh, we're going to take another second here and kind of reset and see where we are with the uh, with the picks. We'll be right back. All right, and now we're back. So looking at this Jets depth chart, we're waiting for this to come in with the addition of Aaron Rodgers. We've got Garen Wilson, Nico Hardeman, Corey Davis, 
Alan Lazard. But that's that's quite a uh quite a wide receiver room. And then you've got Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama at tight end, who I forgot they picked them up, so I don't think they're going tight end. I guess they're gonna go defense. I mean they've got Sauce Gardner. Do they put Gonzalez on the opposite side of Sauce Gardner? That would be rather interesting. Um, you know, DJ Reed. They've got some good rushers up front. I'm not. I'm not really sure what they're going to do here. Caden, what do you think? Uh, I've. I've been talking to. So really, the only person available for them is corner. Yeah, and this will be officially the last pick that we'll be covering here at. Football Garbage Time podcast, follow along the first round. Uh, I'm your fill-in host, Scott King. You can follow me at NFL Fantasy underscore more. You've got a side co-host, Caden, at uh, sports for all 41 And our regular host, Akun, was here and, and had to step away. So make sure to follow him at FB Garbage Time. Looks like the Jets are on the phone, so they've got their pick. I'm going to go Gonzalez. I I really just don't know where else they could go. As we literally watch the clock count down as our show is ending at the same time, I feel like we're we're on the same countdown here with the Jets as we get ready to go off the board. But uh, the uh, Jets are extremely excited, so we'll see what they do here. So we're for the pick to go in. Going to uh, maybe start the theme song as we dramatically roll out of the show. So we are on our way off the air as we pick for dramatically for I'll uh, I'm running the board tonight. Ring the bell on the on the show, and we'll fade away in the background as we wait for this pick to come in. So just pick this as wait weather looks in Kansas City, no rain, Saturday, so it's different, it's seven, anxious, with, anxious, we are literally seconds left on the air here. We're waiting to take the pick of the Rogers. I also thought he was wearing things. He's not going with well. Yeah, I don't I I thought I saw or I heard that Joe Davis is okay with his number, but Maybe I was wrong. Um, you weren't even in college. 
Yeah. Our board took him out. Albert. So we are, uh, we'll be wrapping up at 15, just about halfway. So two hours, just it halfway. There's only 31 tickets here with uh, the Dolphins, penalty for the Brady tampering. Uh, but we are uh, still waiting for something to pretty on here. As uh, my voice seems to fade away into the evening. I'm not sure if we're going to get this before we drop off. What do you think? Okay. I don't understand what the problem is. Is that the The commanders are, uh, are so much fun. Could be, yeah. All right, looks like we have the young fan. Let's see that. I think that Baltimore might be the We are running out of time. He just hit that in the next 15 seconds. We're off the end, so quite dramatic to our broadcast. We're watching that countdown. Aaron Rodgers is sitting at home wondering who they're going to get. So, until the going to see you. Alright. Very exciting. And we have 20 seconds. It appears we will not make the guess the legend. Oh, and we're dramatically Enjoy your evening. Hope you enjoyed the show. We do not know who the pick is. We will show's know. over. I